five, four, three. Sandress. What's up, man? What are your thoughts, man? How, how are we going to tell our audience that this is our second to last episode? You know, after three and a half years. Has it been three and a half years? Yeah, we don't have lives, obviously. Or we didn't have lives. No, I mean, well, I think we, we had a good run. We had some listeners in Germany, for crying out loud. <sighs> yes, our big fan base in Nuremberg, Germany. Was it Nuremberg? I thought it was Munster. I don't know. I love the cheese, though. Yeah. They're good inventors of cheese. Definitely. I don't know, man. Um, what do you think would be a good send-off? Let's just do... I mean, this is our second to last episode. Let's just do two great episodes. Let's make them the two best episodes we've made so far. Welcome, guys. This is Spoilers with Matt. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Spoilers with Matt. We're coming in at you really hot with a bunch of new stuff talking about this week. First thing we got to talk about, what's in the news, Andres? Have you heard about it? What's happening with Pirates of the Caribbean 6 or 7 or 8? Have you heard what's happening to Disney right now? Uh, actually, dude, I'm just hearing... Highly controversial, right come on. I, I'm, I'm keeping up with like all this really, really... You know, this big news. What big it, news could be bigger than... Which is like, you know, this local Miami shit. The gorilla's playing at three points. Oh, cool guy over here. Sorry. I don't know about yeah. that stuff. That, that's the only thing I know. My life is all about this podcast right uh, here. My okay? life is all about music festivals right now. And oh, I think that's nice. that's why nice. this we're is kind a, of going in our separate This is awkward because it's a movie podcast. That's right. Um, that reminds no, me. No, but why tell me more about this. this uh, unfortunately, tell me more about this. Okay, so Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean, um, Disney stuff. This malware has affected like not only 130 countries, uh, but also it has affected Disney, and these hackers were able to get their hands on uh, a copy of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which is I think releasing at the end of this month, May. Um, and Dead Man Tell No Lies. Dead Man Tell No Tales, close. Tales. And they're holding it ransom until they're paid like a large sum of money through Bitcoin. And if they don't get paid by a certain time, which I don't know the time, um, they're going to release the movie little by little and basically spoil the whole fucking film. God, you know what would be even better than that? What? Is if they didn't release it at all. This movie looks <laughs> awful. Dead Man Tell what No Tales. What are you Tales. talking about, I, man? I, I wish the... Talking. Not a Johnny Depp fan? I wish Disney told no tales Oof. about this stupid pirate because they haven't Damn. made a good one since the first. Damn. That's right. That's my hot take. Damn. You I'm, don't even I'm, like Javier Bardem? I love Javier Bardem. He's in it. Okay. What do you say to that now? I say good for him. Get your money, baby. Uh, you think it's just a money play? Uh, I mean. I completely agree. I don't know. I was just yeah. trying to be an arguer right here. <laughs> arguer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Are you I seriously I, gonna like point out that I said a word wrong. This is why we can't do this they, anymore. It's, I mean, <sighs> can we just move on from this? I'm sorry. Like, let's just get. Well, yeah, through okay, this. let's go. The the reason that I think this movie is gonna be bad, besides the fact they haven't made a good one since like 2003, is yeah. because I actually saw a sneak peek. What? Really? Yeah, the, like a five minute clip 
presents a five minute clip that's nothing. Yeah, but you movie's think, like two hours long. Okay, probably. You'd, but you'd think that five minutes is going to be like some of the juiciest five minutes from the movie, right? Okay, you have me there. That's true. All right. Well, it was it was shit. Oh really? It was shit. It was like they were trying to have like the spirit of like the old movies jokes. But then they still had, like, the cheesiness that ended up overtaking the franchise later on. Like, there were these, like, sharks that were just, like, skeletons of sharks. Like, ghost cursed sharks. Yeah, I mean, you know, the good thing about Curse of the Black Pearl, the original, was that it started off like a real pirate movie. And then they kind of worked. Yeah, people were dying, which was a big deal in the Disney movie back then. They worked in the curse strange aspect. And ever since then, it's just been, like, all full-on just, like, weird pirate lore. And uh, it just got junky. I feel you. Is it safe to say that almost every Johnny Depp movie, every movie that Johnny Depp is in now is just going to be a total tank? I feel like there's been a lot of movies recently that he's been in that definitely have not made their money back. And I kind of feel like with this whole ransom situation with the hackers, mm-hmm. it's very likely that they're not going to get their money back. Probably not. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, and it's all Johnny Depp's fault, of course. Yeah, I feel like Jet playing Jack Sparrow was a blessing and a curse for Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, like the curse of the black yeah, girl? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You get what I'm putting down? Yeah. Look, man, I, this is why it's not working out. Andres, can we can like say, wait like, until is, the end of the episode? Can we? <clears throat> can we not do this now? Can we just? All right, let me move on. We, um, yes. So the movie I was watching when I saw that sneak peek, okay, was one of the best movies of the year. Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Two. two. What do you think, Andres, in comparison to the first? Um, you know, this Initial one. Thoughts, sorry, this one had a a really tough task. Because, you know, the first one's the first one. It's right. introducing these characters. Um, Surprise factors in it, there. Yeah, you, you got like, you're falling in love as you watch it. And I think people that listen to the podcast might know that I'm a big Marvel hater. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the best thing that Disney Marvel does. That and, and Logan. Well, I mean, but that's, oh, that's Fox. that's right. That's Fox. My bad. That's Fox, yeah. I'll shut my mouth. Yeah, you shut your whore mouth. Um... So, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best thing that Disney Marvel does, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was going to be really hard for them to live up to the first because they're introducing the characters and everything's new and fresh and they're creating this world. And specifically, another tough thing about it was that we all know that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is not going to be the last installment. So, we know it has to continue on and there's limits that come with that right so you're not introducing and you're not finishing you just have to kind of be like a bridge between the first and other ones so i had really low expectations for guardians of the galaxy volume two i had the same to be honest with you that being said it really lived up (laughs) to your low expectations no no it lived up to like the the first installment (laughs) it it surpassed my extremely low expectations (laughs) i hope so easily uh, but I had the same thoughts as well with that. Yeah. Well, do you? How do you feel like it measured up to your expectations, or and to the first? Well, you film? know, I think, I think sequels are such a tough thing, right? I think like no one could do what Godfather Part Two did. Like it's almost impossible, right? I mean, Terminator could do it. 
Uh, oh yeah, Terminator Judgment Day. I mean, okay. Batman that... Begins had a pretty good sequel. God damn you, Andres! I can't wait till this is fucking over. It's just one um, more week. But Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I I enjoyed the first one better than the second one. But I I got to admit, the same thing, the same rationale or same way you were thinking is I didn't want to go with too high of hopes, just because sequels are always tougher to be better than the first and. As I remembered the first one, it's a movie that you really don't take seriously. It's like a fun movie-going experience. So that's what I expected. I didn't expect this big epic or this big spectacle or the jokes, even though I thought this one was way funnier than the first one, uh, especially Drax. I thought Drax funny. stole the movie, in my yeah. opinion. And the, the thing is, like, all these characters were really funny in the first one, yes. but they developed – Right, they got right. better. Yeah, Drax was hilarious in this one. Yeah, I mean, Groot was amazing in the first, but then you have like the whole baby Groot element. In this right, one. which is different and it's cool. And like, I think that was the strength of this movie and the strength of any sequel, really, is that they take what was good about the first and they bring it back, but they put their own spin on it and then they add. Yes, and I think this one did a really good job of that, especially like having an opening dance number, which I think I I tweeted this the other day, that Guardians of the Galaxy has the best soundtrack of any franchise in human Ooh. history. Fuck. And if you want to bring something up, you could tweet at us, at SWM Podcast. I don't think you're going to come up with something better. And I think what makes Guardians have that great soundtrack, besides the fact that all the songs are good, is that they play a role in the story. Oh, definitely. And I think uh, more to what you're saying, Andres, like, how they were able to get like the highlights of the first one and just put their, a different twist on it in the second. This movie sets the tone exactly like how the first one set the tone, which is, you know, it opens up, it kind of feels like very Indiana Jones or Raiders-like. Uh, Chris Pratt is going through these ruins, and then it turns into like a musical dance number, and that's exactly kind of how this one starts up, but with Baby Groot. There's this big, huge fight scene, which you don't really see because you're following cute baby Groot dancing yeah. to, like, one of the best songs of the whole movie. and Mr. Blue Sky by ELL. Yeah, it, 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 they really know how to – or James Gunn really knows how to set a tone in the first couple minutes of the film. And to me, that was the rhythm of the whole, the whole movie, and I, I enjoyed it quite a great deal. And I would say that this one has a better ending yes. than the original. And I got to admit, even though it's n another reason why I think I like how James Gunn is doing these stories, uh, even though I know there's like heavy consideration for like the execs at Disney because they're trying to make it their whole phase plan, you know, their whole universe, um, is that the villain is not your regular villain. Like the villain is not even revealed to like the third act. Yeah, I mean, right? there's a it lot of heavy foreshadowing, which I felt like they could have done without yeah and i think sure. that's generally like the weakness of any marvel movie for but sure, it's, for sure. it hurts a little more when you see it in guardians of the galaxy because it has the potential to like you're just wasting some potential because it's yeah, already it, it's a great movie yeah you already see like, it coming like a little bit ahead of time and yeah, you wish it, it was a bigger twist but i agree 100 percent agree yeah there's a lot of foreshadowing there's a lot of needless exposition but i think this one I mean, the first one ha has the benefit of being the first one and introducing you to right. these lovable characters. But the story in this one is a lot tighter, I think. Um, 
because you're dealing with some interesting relationships and the ending is so solid like that light show over that cat stevens song just a great moment right and it's a great moment i completely agree and and how often do you get to see tango and cash in a movie together since tango and cash right it's a good point right that's all i'll say if you guys don't know tango and cash you guys don't know movies Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. but with that undress i want to bring up something i've been seeing recently besides guardian of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy volume two and that is the new show the new season of master of none by aziz ansari Dude, I've been watching it too. I actually, I actually finished it. How, Ooh. How, how far in did you get? I'm like, uh, there's like ten episodes, right? I'm like at the sixth or seventh episode, so I'm a little bit over the halfway mark. Matt, I texted you, man. We we're supposed to, we we're supposed to well, watch the whole thing by the. Well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I didn't. So let's move so forward guess, and make the best of it. Should we not? I guess, like, so it's important stuff just keeps coming. Stuff that's more important than the podcast just keeps coming. Up. Yeah. Yeah. There are other things in life besides the podcast, Andres. Well, That's why I keep trying to tell you Pretty right soon, now. everything in life is going to be not the podcast. So, so Master of None Season on. 2. Master Great season. What yeah. do you think, Andres? It was good. I mean, in a lot of ways, it outdid the first season. Ooh. Right? Yeah, and you're a perspective that's seen the whole season, right? Yeah. So. Oh, it, re- it really has. I mean – the first season was great because it touched on a lot of like social issues and, and topics, then, yeah. And being at this point in your life where you kind of feel the pressure to settle down, but you're not totally in love with the person you're with, and that was like an amazing thing. Um, but this second season, like I think Aziz really stretched himself as like a creative person in direction. Right. And all of this interesting stuff. And he right. made some interesting choices with the opening episode being black and white. And yes. they yes. used Italy to like their advantage. And they used setting to their advantage. They did that in the first season too. But they kind of did that a little more with uh, bring, bringing the whole Italy thing into it. This well, year. not only the Italy uh, thing. Um, there's also an episode, if I can piggyback off of that, which is they're going to a movie, right? And in them going to the movie or introducing that they're going to go see this highly sought-after movie, yeah. um, the storylines, like, the camera gets passed off to, like, a couple different storylines, right? Yeah, they completely break away. Right, they completely break away from Aziz and his friends, which is the whole show, which is, like, a nice palate cleanser, right? But it breaks away to these different storylines, and I have, I have a big feeling why Aziz did that was – for you to identify that New York City in itself, when he's back in New York, is a character into the show. And when they go oh, into sure. these different storylines, you're seeing the genetic makeup of the people who make up New York City. Yeah. And I'm, I am I'm, I for sure think that whole episode's about New York City. I mean, yeah. No, this show uses setting better than most shows out, I mean, out there right now. Definitely. Um, and that's to say the least. Uh, the black and white italy episode opening that, episode yeah that new york um episode where they go into the lives of all these really diverse and interesting people right like the cabbie the deaf couple mm-hmm. yeah but I, and it's really tough to pick a favorite episode this year but i would have to say that episode nine which you haven't gotten around to is particularly perfect because it's the only episode in the whole season that's an hour long okay and interesting that choice is made very specifically i'm not going to give away any major spoilers but 
it's I think the length is there to build up a particularly uncomfortable sexual tension. Oh, really? And that's all I'm going to say. And it works extremely well. Like, it's, uh, it's a, you know, sexual tension, I guess, is like another form of suspense. And it really, this episode will have you kind of on the edge of your seat the whole way. And it's really tastefully and like perfectly done. And I think what's great about Master of None, besides the fact that it uses setting so well. And it's one of the best food shows. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a foodie show. Yeah. Is that it's a very empathetic show. Oh, 100%. I think that's the biggest winner for me with the show, right? That Aziz Ansari and his group of individuals, because it's also Eric Warheim, which is the big dude. Oh, my God. And he steals the show from me. And I love that. I hate that they don't put him in too many episodes or use him too much, but I also love it because when he comes up, it's just like Uh I'm dying laughing. He's my favorite character. (laughs) He's great. And they're big bud, little bud. Well, you know, he's one of the producers of the show. Yeah. And And he directed directed a few episodes. At least one. Um, Well, like uh, more to what I was saying was like Eric, Alan Yang, and Aziz Ansari. Like I I feel like those are like the big pushers of the show or like mm -hmm. showrunners. And – and it's just more to what you're saying that it brings this intimacy, like, and honesty to his storytelling that yeah. that you it we very rarely see. You know, it's like you know a lot of times like these shows feel like too fantasy or too out there. With these storylines, with this show, you could really connect with all these characters yeah, to a deep I mean, level. There's a few episodes. I mean, there was the parents episode in the, yes. in, the in the first season. <laughs> the that's religion that's one? very yeah. yeah, that's very empathetic. And there's the there's a Thanksgiving episode in this season. I don't know if you've got around to that's probably not. That's very like empathetic. Puts you in the these people's shoes that you've never really thought about before. But I guess the most interesting thing they did as far as putting you in someone else's shoes this year was in that new york episode they put you they tell you the story of like a couple hours in the life of this deaf woman and it is just so interesting the way they decided to tell that story and it's very smartly told very smartly directed everything it's not really about her being deaf no which is the interesting thing and just putting you in their shoes yeah it's it's just damn it i did not know aziz ansari had this kind of talent I was talking the other day about it, and before him and Alan Yang. It's also Alan Yang who was an yeah. executive producer of Parks. Yeah, but I, I, to be fair, I didn't know much about Alan Yang, so I wouldn't have known what to expect. But right, following Aziz Ansari's career up until this, up until Masters Master of None, I was actually kind of like a hater. No, no, I really loved him when he first came out and started doing stuff, and after a while. Everything he did kind of seemed the same, right? Right. His, his whole yeah. little sing-songy, jumping around. No. Yeah, exactly. That's how I imagine yeah. these. I'm sorry. That's, but at a no. point, like he kind of became like a caricature of himself, right. and like this boring, like p- weird, like thing. And and then he comes out with this show, and I'm expecting it to also be like silly and whiny and weird. Not at all, and man. And it's so fucking good yeah it's really good so goddamn good it's It's like 
wow, like I'm I'm happy for that guy. Yeah. Obviously, like he's got his own style and he executed it to perfection. Right. And there's even this one episode that sticks with me. I think it was one of the last ones I saw, and I, I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna spoil anything else after it. Is that he calls up his uh, his his big buddy, right? And he's like, oh yeah, so I'm gonna pick up this chick tonight. Uh, I want to give you a run through of what I'm doing. And he's like, oh yes, do tell, do tell. So then it the way that they structured that episode was like, all right, so I was thinking about just meeting her at a wine bar first. And then it shows you the scene of them at the wine bar, right? So it shows him like enthusiastically telling his friend of how awesome it is and how she's going to be on board. And then it shows you the reality. And the reality is they're at the wine bar and they have no chemistry. Yeah. Right? They're talking about like water. Mm -hmm. And then – it goes back to him t- calling his friend. He's like really excited. He's like, yeah. And then I'm going to take us to this awesome pasta place. And his friend's like, yes, pasta. She's definitely going to get it in tonight. Yeah. And then it shows him at the dinner. And it's like even less chemistry than well, it I mean, was in the last episode. I think, it's great. Yeah. I think that's the same. That's the like the Tinder yes. episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that that episode is like so well done and it's like such <laughs> that's dating in 2017 right and he like knocked it out of the park i mean i can't really like express enough right. how on point aziz ansari and alan yang and everybody involved with that show is and like it's just it it's so right. well done. it's a I'm, shame i'm jealous of it it's a shame that we uh we can't do another podcast episode soon uh, discussing like what are the shows currently that are the shows of like the younger generation because I feel like Atlanta, Atlanta I feel like Master sure. of None. I mean, we got one more, more episode to knock this out. Yeah. We do you just want to? you just want to tell them? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I feel I like feel we've like been like alluding we've to of, it. Yeah. You know? I mean, they've probably seen that the chemistry between us isn't really there <sighs> as it once was. Yeah. But. Um, but I guess, yeah, so we don't know how to say this, but this is our second to last episode of Spores with Matt, guys. Um, unfortunately, uh, Andres After, yeah. and I are just going in different paths right now. After, you know, like three and a half years, that's, that's which is respectable. I three mean, and a half years, 15,000 streams later. Yeah. Uh, long road. Very sad. But, um, yeah. yeah, we're hoping to knock out these two next episodes. And I'm trying to do a little more me time like go to some music festivals travel right kind of do right. the whole aziz thing the ma- master of none thing where you went to italy and lived there i mean i don't know about that i might just keep living with my parents but <laughs> in the basement yeah, you, but um you but you know maybe i'll you know read about italy or something yeah yeah and uh because you know how to read you're gonna throw that in my face again yeah well i read pretty well I know good words. Yeah.